Why square board? Why square board? Now girl is the why square board? Why square board? Why square board? Now girl is the why square board? Hello, I'm Yasmin Metz Johnson. And I'm Yasmin Wilkes Bryan. We are Y Square Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. And today's interesting fact is Sierra Leone is one of the world's youngest democracies since 2007. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. <laughs> All right. So we have a very special guest in the building, but of course, we have to raise the hype for this high profile person. Uh, what's one uh, hint you can give listeners, Yas? Okay, so our guest was recognized for her work during the Aboda crisis. Ooh, um, she was awarded an OBE by the Queen. She is also our current mayor of Freetown. She Without is. Without Yvonne Akisoya OBE. Ooh, thank you so much for your time and having us. Thank you so much, Yasmin and Yasmin. <laughs> See, someone who understands and respects us. You know, um, <laughs> Madam Mia, they call us the Yasmins. You know you how know. demeaning that Sometimes is? Like, to be oh, reduced Yasmin. to the Yasmins. <laughs> <laughs> Not two separate people as Yasmin and, and Yasmin. Yasmin. Uh, oh, well, well, I met you both separately. I know you both as individuals. Oh, can you please you. lament on that? You know, so, I, I need so, my height. I need clouds. <laughs> How do we know each other, Madam Mayor? Ma- Yasmin, this Yasmin actually gave me French lessons. I did. Yeah. Yep, she was my French tutor. <laughs> Um, about when it was it was during the crisis. It was yeah, just, just was right the after. end. Yes, it was exactly. the end of the Ebola crisis. Yeah, I think it was already a PDT, mm-hmm. and I was wanting to brush up on my French. Yes. Um, and so we had French lessons. So she was my tutor, and the other Yasmin is the daughter of my dear friends, who at one point were my landlords. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you both really well. Yeah, Yay. that's very true. So yes, I'll let you ask the first question. Okay, sure. Um, so Madam Mayor, I knew you um, as my student. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the time I knew you were in private sector and you were working on the Hilton project, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, and the idea investment. Could you lament more about like your private sector work? Okay, so um, the time that we're talking about, I was still on sabbatical from Idea. Uh, so Idea um, is um, the company that's building the Hilton. Um, Freetown Cape Sear Hotel at the end of Lomley Beach. Um, it's uh, in fact the Hilton team are here. Um, oh. I'm, I'm no longer with the company because when I decided to go into public office, right. um, I resigned from my position, I resigned from the board, and I divested my interests. So I'm not even a shareholder um, because I believe so much in transparency, which I, I think yeah. everyone should believe in. Um, and it's important not to be seen to have a potential conflict um, in the private sector. So that's that's that. Okay. Um, but the company, um, the MD of the company is my husband um, and, you know, various family members and friends and people that we've worked with for many years now are um, very involved in the company. Um, so what matters most is what the company is doing. Right. And what it's doing is building a five-star full-service um, Hilton. And like I said, we've just had the Hilton team here. Or they've just had the Hilton team here. <laughs> uh, they've left this afternoon. They've been here for two and a half days. Um, as, as, as they're moving towards completion mm-hmm. um, and beginning to do things like hiring the general manager, et cetera, et cetera, with the build-up to opening. So your question was private sector. That was my life. I was okay. investment director of that company, responsible for raising the finance um, for the construction. Um, having had a finance background, I'm a chartered accountant, I'm an economist, um, worked for 11 years in financial services in the city of London for Andersons, and then for another 13 or so years in real estate development. Oh, wow. So that's my private sector background. Um, and yeah, that was your question, right? Yeah, that was okay, it. Mm-hmm. I'll stop. 
Uh, what made you want to become the mayor of Freetown? So, um, what made me, right? There's been a bit of a journey. And the journey started with the fact that when, well, actually the journey started many, many, many years ago um, with the fact that since, as for as long as I can remember, I actually said I was at Fairway College School um, last month for the um, launch, this month, this month, for the launch of the 60th anniversary, um, the primary school that is. Okay. Um, and as I stood there, I pointed to the classroom, class seven, and I said, that's where my journey began. I did a project um, which was, we were all asked to write about a hero, and I chose Martin Luther King as my hero. And reading about him, studying him, and writing that project lit a fire in me, which I guess God had probably already started, um, against injustice, a fire against injustice, a fire that meant that it, it just made it really hard for me to look at anything that wasn't right and just be content to walk away. So for, um, for as long as I can remember, really, from school days, university days, um, my early career in the UK, I've always engaged with challenges um, and been really concerned about resolving issues or at least being a contributor to resolving issues as they affect Sierra Leone. So whether it was the role that I played in terms of the campaign against blood diamonds during the war um, or the setting up of SLWT, Sierra Leone War Trust for Children in 1999 to respond to the desperate needs of children who were then affected by the war. Um, SWT is still alive to date, thank God, mm. going on to 21 years. Wow. Um, and um, we've moved from working with displaced to working with um, returnees to villages in the remote part of the country to ex-child, working with ex-child soldiers, um, supporting during the Ebola crisis, and now we still have Ebola orphans, but we have a broader program which also takes um, into our care um, orphans from the mudslide. Mm. So the, the transition and all of that was done whilst I was in the private sector, but the transition to the public sector started with the Ebola crisis. When I say it started, the physical move. Um, so I responded to Ebola in much the same way that I've responded to other things. Just been unable to be a spectator. Mm -hmm. Just can't sit back and watch scenes of horror unfold and do nothing. Um, so to cut a very long story short, I came back to Freetown. I'd been out of the country at the time. Um, in November 2014, at the height of the outbreak, within a very short space of time, I, I came with DFID. Within a very short space of time, I, I moved over to the government um, and served as the served as the director of planning for NERC. From there, at the end of the outbreak, I, I um, had the honor of leading the Presence Recovery Priorities team, which was a DFID project, um, to really look at regenerating the economy um, after the outbreak, which had seen, which had coincided really with um, the fallen iron ore prices. So it was a very, a very focused um, program, two-year program um, focused on seven sectors. Through the course of that work, I engaged in a way that I've never done before in the private sector with local government. Um, all along these years, I've always been 
fanatical about the environment. I'm a tree hugger. I love nature. <laughs> I grew up climbing trees, fishing in streams right here in this Freetown. Mm -hmm. Ferbe College used to be woods. You know, you could go into the botanical gardens and you couldn't see the sun because of the canopy of the trees. Wow. And we used to go, we used to go fishing every weekend, tree climbing, picking plums so that my mom could make jam. Um, and just watching the destruction of the environment, watching the destruction of the woods and the, the change um, that that has caused and created the hardship um, brought on uh, by, by, you know, sort of water drying up because, you know, without the trees, you also have less access to water and so forth. So I was always passionate about that. But then, like I said, um, finding myself working with local government opened my eyes to the challenges that Freetown was experiencing from a different angle. Because of my project management background and my finance background, I looked at what I was seeing, the sanitation issues, the environmental issues, and from my perspective, it needed to be fixed. It needed to be project managed into repair. Mm -hmm. um, and the way you do that is to be the mayor. So, so my journey to coming into public service was in order to respond to a, a challenge, a crisis, um, which once I looked a bit more deeply during the campaign and in the bid to articulate what my campaign message would be, I looked at the Local Government Act. I read it cover to cover and um, just listed all the things that the local council is responsible for. Um, and then also then, as in doing that, looked at, okay, as a starting point, what are some of the basic things that I think we need to do? So the geomapping of the city that's going on now, if you look at my campaign material for a community for a progress for a free town, it says geomapping of the city. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was really just looking at these challenges, the planting of the trees, you know, creating green spaces. Those are all the things that I felt just so desperately needs to be done. Um, and so... My transition was because of a desire to fix the problems that my city was experiencing and that if you're in the private sector, at the end of the day, you can only grow so much in your business, no matter what it is, particularly in tourism, if the city in which your, your, your um, um, business is, your tourism assets are, um, is one that's attractive and beautiful mm -hmm. and has a future. So, so that's how, that's why. Oh, that's amazing. You can tell just by speaking how passionate yeah, you are is. about it. Absolutely. Um, makes me almost forget my question, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, as your two-year anniversary approaches in office, uh, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment or the thing you're most proud of? Okay, so, um, gosh, two years approaching, right? Mm -hmm. So we've just celebrated one year of Transform Freetown, mm -hmm. um, which was on the 24th, so on Friday, and we're just sending out a one-year report. I hope you've seen it. Yes, I saw it on Twitter. I'm reading. Uh, you better be, you better be, you better be. That face is not convincing. But what we decided to do, we're going to send out the report one page at a time. Okay, yes, Because I go. think these, well, not one page, maybe three pages at a time, but these okay. 32 pages that came out, people yeah. are going, Whoa! Yes, yeah, so we're doing it in bites. So okay, we, we, nice. we sent out we sent out sanitation yesterday, mm -hmm. and okay. we've just sent out the overview of all the projects today. Okay. Um, so your question was um, your greatest achievement. achievement. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
That's a good question. I would say my greatest achievement is the fact that across the city now, when people say transform Freetown, they know what we mean. Yeah. My greatest achievement is that the young people um, like yourselves, um, there are so many young people that I meet every day and older people who are excited about the future prospects of our city and significantly, this is the important bit, who want to play a part. That we get people texting, saying on Facebook, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because you know, this aligns with Transform Freetown. That's the biggest achievement, because there's nothing we could do. There's nothing I could do as an individual. There's nothing we could do as a city council, staff, or councillors um, on our own that would be sufficient to transform our city. Mm-hmm. This transformation will only happen when Freetonians own it. Yeah. So my greatest achievement and I hope I'm not wrong, but my greatest achievement is the fact that I get a sense, I get a sense that Freetonians are owning this. Okay, nice. that's good. I like that. And what challenges have you faced with the Transform Freetown since you started it? Well, the biggest challenge is, is um, access to, to funding and um, appropriate levels of staffing. Um, again, this, is, this will probably come up tomorrow because we're doing our challenges. Um, pages tomorrow it's like you knew but we in the document we compare ourselves to two cities other cities in Africa in terms of staff numbers Mm -hmm. and in terms of um, in terms of budget so Accra and Durban are the two cities that we chose. So, <laughs> so, so we have 156, no, 100, no, 566, a bigger pardon. We have 566 full-time staff on our books. Um, and we are a city of 1.2 million. Um, Accra is a city of 1.9 million. And they have 1,400. So, yeah, well over double, Mm, well over double. Mm -hmm. Um, And Durban, bigger city, uh, 3.4 million. But let's just just say that's 1.2 twice, a little bit. Okay, more than once, three times, three times, three times. And Durban staff is 27,000. So per capita revenue, Mm. and that's budgeted up Per capita revenue, I'm about to tell you not what we actually got, but right. you know, if you based on, even on the budget, it's um, three dollars seventy one cents per person. That's a huge increase to when I came in. Believe okay. you me, okay. it was one dollar twenty five cents in 2017, but it's now three dollars seventy one, and we are moving forward okay. to make sure that goes higher. But um, the Accra number is four dollars. 79 I think it is mm-hmm. and in Durban it's $936 there you go $936 Whoa. so when you look at what we're trying to achieve um, and you look at the amount of financing that's available from our budget that's combination of government and own source and our own source we it was we were meant it was 2019 it was meant to be 22 from government or 21.9 21.9 more as 50 50. um we exceeded own source we raised a tiny bit more 300 okay. million more so that was okay, pretty good. good so that was in the bag right. but government we got um 14.1 so less than the budget mm. so overall it was 36.3 million so these per capita is based on the on the budget not on the actual uh, the actual is even smaller okay so we have had to be creative 
Right. We've had to work with private sector, particularly with international donors. So you'll mm. see in our report that in 2019, the Transform Freetown projects, we, um, the, the, the value of the projects that we started, um, we started 49 projects, the value of those was 87 billion neons, of which 82 billion came from donors. Three billion came from us directly, mm -hmm. a billion from private, a billion from government. So these are quite small numbers yeah. when you think about the size of the city. My chief administrator was here just now and we're, we're saying uh, um, that he was saying actually that Freetown is the size of Equatorial Guinea, mm. has the same population. It, I mean, it's, it's a big city. It's not a huge city. We're not yeah. a mega city. The definition of megacity is 3 million and over, and there are many megacities in the world. Mm -hmm. And we've, what, another great achievement, which I'm really proud of, is being invited to become a member of C40 Cities, which is a club oh. for megacities yes, with climate change, mm -hmm. um, fo focused on climate change. But because of the innovation that we have demonstrated, the ideas <laughs> that we've not just talked about, but actually put into place in, in this time. short time, mm -hmm. we, were, we had the honor of being invited. And um, you know, I was um, welcomed on stage by by Mayor um, Eric Gassetti of Los Angeles and Anne Hidalgo of Paris. Um, and, you know, we really, we really have owned that space. Yes. Um, so that's a great thing. But when you think about their cities, you think about the size of their cities, yeah. six million, eight million. These are big cities, but they have big budgets. Mm. Ours is a medium-sized city, um, but we've got a teeny budget. Mm. So talk about challenges that challenge then obviously impacts staffing yeah because you know if you if, you, if you, you've got to deliver services but you need to pay staff you need to have you know competent qualified professional people um but they need to be paid mm. so it's a little bit of a chicken and egg um and the way we've we've been able to sort of support the fcc existing staff is to create the mayor's delivery unit which um is a team of volunteers, technical expert volunteers, mm. I hasten to add, mm. um, as well as um, local international consultants paid for by um, donors. Um, okay. So whether it's o Open Society Foundation who support us directly, Tony Blair Institute, UNDP, um, the I Irish Aid, we have a, a host. And we also have a steady stream of McKinsey consultants who have created within their own organization um, a support network for Freetown, for Transform Freetown. So they ha we have their consultants volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, so they take three months off their work from whatever office. We've got two right now um, from the Amsterdam office. Okay. Three. Um, we previously had from the Zurich office, from their Boston office, from the Jakarta office, everywhere around the world. And they do this, they come and they bring their expertise and their skills. And this is how we've been, you know, sort of beefing up uh, um, the support, the, the staffing that we have. But looking at sustainability, we need to grow the city council. It needs to be more structured for a 21st century city management organization. Um, it needs to have the departments that are more relevant now, an environmental department that focuses on climate change action and climate mitigation. We need to have um, a transport uh, department, which isn't just about making sure there's fuel in the few cars, but really looking at traffic, transport management, um, with the cable cars that we're working on, um, which the feasibility work. So it's the MDU currently sort of um, driving that. And we also have the benefit um, for that piece of work of four researchers 
working on this full time from University of Pennsylvania because one of the fellows there is an ex-mayor, the mayor of Quito, um, and a dear friend of mine. So one of the great things about being mayor is that you get to meet all these. <laughs> you, yeah, and then you just all become a family of mayors. So yesterday when I was looking for data, I was texting with the mayor of Accra, um, texting the mayor of Monrovia. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's that's it's great that there's that there's that sort of a network. Right. It's a community, yes, definitely. Sir. There's a community. Um, so so the challenges are around um, the enabling the enablers really of the change that we want to see. But those are challenges we've got to overcome, and we're working hard to overcome them. And we're confident that you know with Freetonians understanding the importance of playing their part. Right. You know, I've just been at Aberdeen this morning where Jaji Sea Coach just launched or opened a hospital, a health center wow. that he's built with his resources for the Aberdeen community because he works there. Right. You know, and, and that sort of teaming, you know, everybody doing their bit and aligning wow. it with a bigger picture. Um, so, yeah. That's, That's good. Speaking about departments, how many departments do um, FCC have at the moment? <sighs> Um, so according to the Local Government Act, they're like four main departments. Okay. Um, but they're like subunits, perhaps? Yeah, they're okay. subunits. Um, but so it, the number isn't really what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, what matters is what they do. So there is, there's, a, there's a department called Development Planning, but what we really need is an Urban Planning Department. Yes. Um, and that's being you know, put into place now. <coughs> there's a Finance Department. <coughs> but we also need... We also need a strategy department. Yeah. You know, it's not just about, it's about standing back from the day to day and thinking about the future. It's about where, the, where does the long, you know, where does the long view come in? Where, where are we measuring ourselves? Where's the data? You know, there's an M&E You couldn't really call it a department because it's, I think it's two people. Um, but the, you need, you need, you need a, a whole sort of data team um, because just coming again to the fact that this is a city of 1.2 million people and some would argue it's actually 1.5 million because during the day you have all the people who come from western urban uh, western rural who come Mm, and work in freetown from godrich from imat from regent from waterloo everyone comes to the city center uh, and we have to deal with that we've got to to cope with um that influx we need to ensure that we've, we're providing services to make sure that the city is functional um and is an enabler of those living here those visiting and those doing business here mm-hmm. all right so our final question so what is your five-year plan for freetown transform freetown and how would you encourage other people to get involved well, um, it's a four-year plan, Chance for Free Town. Okay. <laughs> it actually goes to 2022. No, I just meant like your five-year plan. Yeah, but okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay, I'll go with that. So, Transform Freetown <coughs> is, is a very clear articulation of where we want to go. Um, in a nutshell, we want to make this a destination city a place that people want to come to. Um, and that's people wanting to come on holiday, people want to come to business here, people want to retire here. You know, a place that is attractive, a place that is economically productive, a place that gives young people a future. That's my vision. And Transform Freetown articulates that through the four clusters, 11 priority sectors, and the 19 targets that we've set ourselves. In five years from now, we'll be reviewing all of those targets. In fact, in 2022, we'll be reviewing all of those targets. And we'll be setting a new set of targets, um, which will hopefully embed um, the progress that's been made to date, um, build on it, 
um, and ensure that you know what we do is not um, a flash in the pan. It's not short term, um, but it really is the foundations of what will become a great city. It's a great city already, but a greater city. Thank you. All right, thank you that. so much. Thank you so much for your time. So we usually end our proverb, our um, segment with a proverb. So this one is a puchi ai dong, make you see you knows, which just means focus and work hard to so uh, reap the rewards, which, of course, our Madam Mayor has done. So thank you so much. Um, is there any way that people outside of Sierra Leone can follow up with the conversation apart from hashtag transform freetown is there anything you want to plug the reports i guess are doing that as well yeah i mean we've got a website mm-hmm. um which is you know updated current so that's www.fcc.gov.sl www.fcc.gov.sl um there's my facebook page as well as the city's facebook page so the city's facebook page is freetown city council mine is yvonne aki sawyer mayor of freetown and i'm on twitter we're both on twitter mm-hmm. the city's on twitter it's Freetown underscore council, I think it is. And mine is at Yaki Sawyer, Y-A-K-I-S-A-W-Y-E-R-R. <laughs> there you go. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. So and of course, you, you can, can catch us, us at Y Square Pod, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yes. All right, bye. Bye. Thank bye. Y Square Pod, Y Square Pod, Nagali's the Y Square Pod. West Grab Pod, West Grab Pod, Nagali's the West Grab Pod. West